cliffcentral.com. It's time for us to apply our minds to collectomania. We love talking to people about their collections, and we've spoken to a lot of people over the last few months about their personal collections. Now, the person we're going to speak to today is someone who actually manages a very important collection that is of paramount importance to us as South Africans because it has to do with our first democratically elected president and someone who we still revere and hold in high regard. Today is Mandela Day, and that's the man we're talking about, Nelson Mandela. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Razia Saleh, who's here with us this morning. Hey, Razia, how are you? Hi, I'm, I'm well, thanks. Good. Razia, thank you so much for waking up so early and going in this morning to uh, talk to us because we've got so much to talk to you about. And, of course, it's a spectacular and auspicious day today, being Mandela Day, for us to talk about the actual collection in the center of memory, which um, I remember I was there for the opening of the, the, of the center of memory when it was opened by then-President uh, Jacob Zuma. And it was a, a, a moment for us to take in. I remember walking around, seeing some of the exhibits there. You guys have got an enormous number of very valuable documents, of, of incredible artifacts and things that we'll all talk about in a moment or two. But it must be a huge responsibility for you to take care of all of this stuff in the center of memory. Yes, it is. Um, I do feel sometimes overwhelmed by the responsibility of looking after the material. But we've set all the systems in place. We've uh, got an archival repository that was uh, refurbished uh, when we did the opening in uh, 2013, in November of 2013, the uh, occasion that you are referring to. Mm. Um, so we, we, we're quite confident that if we do everything properly, we'll be able to preserve Madiba's legacy in the physical sense for the future generations. Well, it is a, it is a spectacular thing to see, and it is open to the public. You've just got to make sure that you, um, you make an appointment, right? I mean, people can come and see the actual office where Madiba used to work. Yes, so we, we ask people to make an appointment just because we are not only an archival depository, but a a working uh, institution and we may have occasions where the access to the building is a bit difficult because we've got an event on or visiting didn't you something like that mm. but the, our exhibition on Madiba his life and time including includes his post-presidential office which he used from the time from 2002 until he last came to the office in 2010. So just tell us about that office, because it's quite something to see. Um, I mean, it's been preserved as it was when he, when he used to come into the office. It's got the same books on the shelves that he would have referred to. It's got uh, a little area where people, famous people from all over the world would come to meet Madiba and sit down and have tea with him. Uh, his desk is exactly in the same place that it was. I mean, this was a, this was a working office at the time, right? Yes. Um, so Madiba established the Nelson Mandela Foundation in 1999 when he uh, st stood down as president of the country. Um, and uh, the foundation for the first three years operated from his house in Houghton, which is now Century Mandela Boutique Hotel. And in 2002, the house became small for the foundation. So they moved to the current pre uh, premises where we are situated and that was Madiba's post-presidential office where he held you know in the first few years um, until 2002 he actually came into the office almost daily and had a long working day um, and he would meet all sorts of people uh, in 
in in the office. So we've kept the actual office uh, as it is, as the photo here is showing, right. uh, exactly like how he used it the last time he was here in 2010. Amazing. It must, um, it must be a very uh, evocative place. I'm sure that people from all over the world still come to just be there because it, it maintains some kind of presence. And you think about all the uh, important discussions that must have taken place there. It's, it's, it's a place that's very powerful, right? Yes, it's absolutely powerful. When he passed away in 2013, we had just really, uh, we had opened the facilities uh, a, a month before. Mm. But uh, in that 10 days of mourning, we had, you know, we had, we were open throughout the day, over the weekends, and we had people just coming in and people would go into the office and they would just cry because, you know, it's, it's, it's not a very fancy office, but you can actually feel Medivas' presence there. And even now, when we get requests from heads of state and visiting dignitaries and celebrities to come and visit the foundation, yes. they do go into the office and I think it, it, it holds a very special place in most people's heart. So Razia, I mean, you you have to manage so many different documents and so many artifacts and so many important things from the Nelson Mandela Foundation's uh, Center of Memory. Uh, there must be many things that we don't see that are locked up in safes that uh, that you, can, you you probably are still making your way through because there must be a ton of documents. You know, any life as illustrious as Madiba's there must be so many things, and people must be contributing to the archives. New things are discovered all the time. Uh, things from Madiba's very distant past when he was a lawyer things from when he was a student things from when he was in jail there are obviously lots and lots of, of papers and documents uh, do you guys have sufficient storage space and do you have to keep these things in safes um, what kind of stuff is in the archives well we say that the Mandela archive is fast and scattered all over the world so we don't keep everything at the foundation um, we've taken a policy decision when the Center of Memory was established in 2004 not to bring everything under one roof. Uh -huh. So we have, we are, so we have a record of where different things are. So, uh, for instance, Madiba's archive that the Department of Correctional Services created when he was uh, incarcerated is with the National Archive. His archive is deputy president and then president of the ANC is with the ANC archive at the University of Fort Hare. And then various other things, his various trials, um, their archives, the archives of the trial are at various different places. So at Wits University, at the University of Cape Town in the Special Collections Department, mm -hmm. at the National Archives of South Africa. We have some material as well. So it's all over and it's for this various good reasons why they are in those different spaces. And we've t taken a policy decision to leave them where they are. But as, uh, uh, what we, we think is a small collection have found its way through to us. So we do have a physical collection and some of those images that you showed just now yes. uh, depict that. Yes, so we have, uh, we call it the Nelson Mandela Gifts Collection and the Awards Collection. So over the years, Madiba received many gifts and that's an example of a uh, of a soccer t-shirt signed by Pelé, the famous uh, legendary soccer right. uh, player. Uh, and in the corner there, you see those uh, creep boxes. Those are Madiba's private papers. 
So when he left uh, Victor Fistap prison on the 11th of February 1990, in the boot he had many cartons of his artifacts that he left prison with. Hmm. And some of those he's deposited with us. And we think they are quite precious. So from 1976, Madiba had something called a death calendar. It was produced by South African tourism. And then Madiba started using it as a diary in mm. which he noted all sorts of interesting and fascinating things that he found uh, in the course of his incarceration, you know. So if he read a book or he watched a movie in the later years, um, there's um, a note of his blood pressure when he became ill. He was, uh, you know, they were monitoring his health. Yes. So they would notice, he would notice blood pressure three times a day. And then when he moved to Victor Fustap prison, he was not in a cell, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a jail that consisted of a cell. Yes. He was in an ex-warded house. And the conditions of his, uh, of his jail had changed considerably. So he was allowed visitors every day and they could stay as long as he wanted. And his warder was someone called Jack Swart, mm -hmm. was also his chef. And Jack Swart would cook for Madiba three times a day for breakfast, for lunch and for dinner. And whoever visited Madiba would join in, in any of those meals when, when wow. they were there. So we have the desk calendar has a record, you know, he would say on so such and such a day, uh, Mam Winnie visited or his mm. daughter visited or some delegation from the United Democratic Front or the, or the, um, or the trade unions right. or his lawyers visited him. And it's all noted in the diary, which makes fascinating reading. So that's in those boxes behind in, in this picture where Sello is busy uh, looking at the, at the, Pele shirt, so of course the the um, the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. But these these boxes seem it seems like an enormous amount of paperwork. I mean, we've all you know in our lives generated a lot of stuff. But Madiba was also very prolific. He used to write letters. He used to write speeches. He used to, in his own hand, compile many many documents and and obviously would uh, would keep track of these things. Yes. So Madiba was a prolific writer. Even his post. Uh Prison notes. Um, it's. Uh, I think we have about eight to ten uh, of those cream boxes. Yes. On all sorts of notebooks, pieces of paper, uh, various, you know, post-it notes. Uh, so he he would when he attended meetings, he would actually verbatim take down what people are saying, and we think that focused his mind and allowed him to engage with whatever the topic was that was being discussed. So for often, often you'd see in his notebooks, uh, like um, Tabum Becky said, whatever Tabum Becky said in the meeting, or uh, Tara Lakota, Cheryl Carolus, mm -hmm. uh, Trevor Manuel, whoever was in the meeting, he would note what they would say on the issue that was being discussed. And I think that allowed him to focus um, and um, and uh, you know, uh, concentrate and then come up with his own arguments. So he, these, these, he never looks nervous. These notes must be yes, very, no, these must be so useful to historians. I mean, you must be inundated with requests from people to come in and view these letters, these archives, to be able to access this information when they're writing books about the history of South Africa, when they're trying to piece together what happened post-1994 in the establishment of the new government. I mean, all of this is extremely valuable information. Yes, so we've uh, digitized 
I think all of Madiba's papers, so we, we do have a, a bit of a backlog as new material come in, mm -hmm. we digitize it as it comes in. But his private personal papers, his notes, his notebooks, they've all been digitized. And we've uh, we launched uh, our archive portal, a revamped archive portal earlier this year. So you can actually do online searches looking for information. So a lot of the visit these days in the digital age is via email, and then we, you know, send loaded copies of the information. But we do get requests by documentary filmmakers. And next year is going to be the 10th anniversary of Madiba's passing, and we've already had about four or five media houses preparing for the occasions Absolutely. next year who are starting to use some of this material. And we've also had, you know, uh, academics coming and wanting access to various aspects sure. of Madiba's uh, archive. Um, I just yes, want to so I want to talk it's, quickly. It's I, I, I'm going to get Mash and, and Leanne to ask you a couple of questions too, because I'm sure they have lots. Uh, but here is a, a tour of Silo showing somebody here the archives with the awards, and Madiba received many awards from governments, from NGOs, from organisations, from business over the years, and and storing these uh, some of them quite valuable i would imagine you know medals coins all kinds of, of things that were struck mm -hmm. in his honor um this must be a, a an important thing to also keep a record of right yes so we've cataloged each and every item that matiba received in his gift collection and his awards collection but we don't have i think we just have a fraction of what there is hmm. the bulk of the gifts and awards are with the state at the nelson mandela museum in Utata, and then there's also various materials at the various different mandela charities and at his various homes and some of it is very precious we have the nobel peace prize the medallion and the certificate that goes with it. Mm -hmm. We've got a safe where we keep uh, those kind of things uh, in a safe uh, just so we can look after it properly sure. and rest assured that it won't get stolen. And very few people at the foundation can have the combination to the safe. So we're able to track um, who, who opens the safe. Hmm. And we also have CCTV in the vault. So we, are, we, we think wow. we've got it reason, reasonably secure. That's amazing. Hmm. Uh, Mash, Leanne, you, you've got a few things that you wanted to ask Razia? Yes, Razia. Wow, I'm so amazed by this entire collection. And you did mention that the security is very high, but speaking as a member of the public, um, what if I do actually want to come see the collection? Do, do you guys offer that privilege to the public? Well, the archive vault, we prefer, we prefer the public to visit our exhibition upstairs and to um, visit Madiba's post-presidential office. Uh, but we do allow visits on special occasions to the vault. Uh, it's a guy, it's guided. So you wouldn't be al allowed to walk around there freely without any supervision uh, from one of the archive staff. Um, and you do. So it, it, you do you need to make the booking. And you regularly change the ex exhibition upstairs as well. So you show off many different items from the vault in the exhibition, correct? We have uh, two exhibition spaces. So the one is the permanent exhibition on the life and times of Madiba. And that's pretty static, but we do refresh it every now and then, adding additional elements to it. Then we have a temporary exhibition space that 
could be on anything, uh, content, contemporary social issues or past struggle heroes. One of the things Mariba always said to us, and he's always maintained that he wasn't alone in the struggle against apartheid. He was part of a collective and that we shouldn't just focus on him. We should focus on many other people. So our current temporary exhibition is on Walter Sisulu. Um, and it's, it's called Reality Check. The Ravonia trial that happened, the trial that sent Madiba and various other people to jail for life, mm. um, the recording of the trial was done something on, uh, called Tiktabels, the old, almost looks like a vinyl LP, the mm. recording mechanism. And for many years, the playback machine for the Tiktabels was non-existent. So nobody actually could access the mm. recordings on the Tiktabel. And then a few years ago, the National Archives went into partnership with the French Institute for Audiovisual Archives. Um, and they had actually developed a machine uh, that could play the dictabells and the, and then those dictabells were digitized. So the reality check Walter Sisulu exhibition takes the recording with Sisulu speaking on, in court and has created this beautiful exhibition. So there's 14 or 15 minutes of the actual dictabell recordings that have been digitized that you can wow. hear. You can hear Sisulu, you can hear Judge Cortes, the vet, oh, wow. you can hear Bram, Advocate Bram Fisher, and I Percy Utah. And there's been, and to supplement the recording, there's a, um, line art drawing that, you know, reflects the Palace of Justice. So you put on these virtual reality goggles and mm. you actually feel you're sitting in 1964 in the courthouse listening to the voices and watching the footage. It's, it's quite amazing. Wow. So we, 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 you know, so we have a temporary exhibition and a permanent exhibition. And we do take out objects from the artifacts for display for you know important milestones or special occasions of dignities as well uh razia just the other day there was a news story about uh the the, the boxing belt sugar ray leonard boxing belt that was stolen from the house in soweto this is obviously sad and especially for people like you who are interested in preserving the 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 history and the archives it must be very annoying and irritating and sad for us to realize that there are going to be people who will try to get hold of these things. You mentioned security earlier. But um, has the archive also not got plenty of new stuff? Because ordinary people may want to donate to the archive when they have a personal relationship or they'd received something from Madiba or their letters. Um, you, mu you must obviously take in new things all the time too, right? Yes, we do get new things in. So... Um in terms of Madiba, we've looked high and low for photos of a young Madiba. Mm -hmm. But the earliest we have is from 1938, 1939. So we're hoping that somebody out there still would have a younger Madiba. We, uh, <laughs> he attended Katie Matanzima's fu uh, funeral, sorry, my apologies, his wedding. Yes. And we suspect there would have been photos of, you know, of Madiba at the wedding as a youngster. And we've contacted the family, but we haven't found those. But um, but most of the stuff that's coming in is post-1990. Mm. So we had somebody who worked in Parliament who contacted us a few months ago who had the menu and the, 
uh, a few things from the visit of uh, the Queen of England, Elizabeth II, Her Royal Highness, uh, and she donated the, the menu and uh, mm. uh, the invitation card to us. So we do get every now and then somebody or the other finding an artifact or an object and then they donate it to us. Uh, but we're still looking for some of the earlier, earlier things. Um, but, you know, Madiba grew up in quite a rural area and uh, although it modernity had reached the area, but it wasn't, you know, cameras and photographs. Sure. And that kind of thing wasn't very easily available. It's not like the cell phone today where you get time a dozen photographs of things. <laughs> so we're still looking, hoping we'd find photos of a young Madiba. There's an incredible rich history of South Africa and all of these objects. Um, it just pleases me no end that there are places like the Center of Memory that are keeping the, the, the mm -hmm. legacy of Madiba alive. It's very, very special and so important, Razia. Yes, um, we think, uh, you know, Madiba had... He sacrificed his entire life for the struggle. And even after his death, he has a lot that we can all learn from in a post-Madiba world, which is, uh, you know, this conflict and xenophobia and racism yeah. that's still systemic and endemic all over the world. And Madiba, we often get asked the question, how come he wasn't bitter? You know, he spent 27 and a half years of his life in jail at a time when he was in the prime. He went to jail when he was 44 years old and he yep. came out when he was 71 years old. So it's a long, long, long period of sacrifice. How come he wasn't better? But Madiba always found the good in people. Um, he always trusted people until he's proven or they proven otherwise. And we think those are valuable lessons that people can live in a world that seems so divided and so fractured. And there's so much uh, poverty and inequality and racism. So we think that it's very important to preserve, not just to preserve it, but to use his legacy in a way that promotes a better world. Well, it's so so important that you're doing the job that you're doing, and we're very grateful to you for making time for us this morning. I know that you must have a very busy day ahead. Uh, Nelson Mandela Day today all across the world, International Day, uh, where we all celebrate uh, our, our bit of service, our 67 minutes. But in your case, Razia, it's uh, also a lifetime of, of, of making sure that mm -hmm. all these, these incredible documents and this incredible archive are available and kept uh, safe and pristine for the use of, of so many more generations into the future who will continue to be inspired and, and want to reflect on the life of, of Nelson Mandela. It's a great pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Nice to see you, Razia. Thank you. And, and love to everybody at the foundation. Will do. Thank Thanks. you. There's Razia Saleh, who is at the Nelson Mandela Foundation Center of Memory. And you can actually go and see some of that stuff. Isn't that cool?